Hey, the Washington football team that classified best podcast that's out there. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. We know Washington football team, the best team out there, and we don't care. They used to talk about how we ain't make it to the players, but boy, did y'all go there? Let's talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Terry Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Rupert Foster, how he's sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim Fuller, how many picks he got. Yeah, the boy be still in the pass. Pick six. Welcome back to the WFT Declassified Podcast. This is L.E. We got Eric in the building. Eric, how are you? Hello, hello. And we got a new host in the building. You've heard him before. He's not that new to you guys. We got Mr. Who. Say what's up, up, everybody. How's it going? Yeah, he's going to be with us for the long haul. You've heard him before. We made it official. That's official. Yeah, we put a ring on it. <laughs> well, I'm happy you guys did. So I appreciate it. Thank you. For sure. So check it out. We got a load of new subscribers last week. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys, those that have been riding with us from the beginning and the new folks that came on last week. Thank you. We love you all. Hey, shout out to everybody overseas listening to us as well. It is awesome to have you here. But yesterday, we played New Orleans. And guess what? We didn't win. It was 33 to 22. Uh, maybe not our best game. We're going to get into some hot takes real quick. But uh, Mr. Who, you want to tell us who done it? Who done it? Uh, yeah, that uh, this one pains me. It pains me to say this because I really like this guy. And I think he's going to be the one to, to get us back to the winning ways. But he dropped the ball uh, this past uh, Sunday here. And that's Ron Rivera. Ron has seen four weeks of the same mistakes by the same players, the same basic game plans, the same non-adjustments, and he's been okay with it. He hasn't made any changes from his press conference today. doesn't sound like he's going to make any changes. So as, as bad as Landon Collins, Jack Del Rio, Scott Turner, some of the other things, penalties, Ron, Ron is at the top. He calls the shots. If he wants something changed, it'll change. And uh, I, I've got to go with him. He, I got to lay this one right at his feet because he's he's seen this for four weeks now, five weeks. Yeah, it's it's really hard not to point the finger in that direction. And like you said, we all like him, and um, you know, think he's done a good job turning the organization around culturally. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, when the on-field results are the same every week, it's it's a little tough. Eric Rivera today had a quote talking about how. Things will pretty much remain status quo. Um, in your mind, are, are we at a point where we can stay status quo? Uh, I'm, yeah, that's where I'm going to disagree with you, too. I think that's the right call at this point. At this point, um, the season is not lost yet. It's going that way. But the NFC East is still the NFC East. Um, they were at this position. You know, they were similar to this position last year. Uh, albeit with the expectations being much lower, um, you know, the losses were kind of piling up early in the season and Rivera kind of stayed the course, um, you know, only injuries forced his hand with a couple of positions. I think he's, he's playing that again. I mean, if you're, you're elite, you're the head of an organization, you can't be everywhere at once. You've got to trust your guys to make the right decisions. You got to put them in a place. And I think it's a little too early to start making wholesale changes, but uh, you should start, if you're Ron Rivera, paying a little bit closer attention to what's going on everywhere. Well, here's what I'm going to disagree with you, sir. Uh, last year, we were in a similar situation with Troy Apke playing safety, and Ron Rivera stuck with him. And then when he replaced Troy Apke, we started to improve. When Landon Collins got hurt, 
our defense took major steps forward. And again, never want anybody to get hurt. But when we brought in the other guys to replace uh, Collins, excuse me, we got better. And I think there's an opportunity to do that again. So, I mean, I saw what Collins looked like yesterday, and I could certainly make a case for Everett or Reeves to be starting over him right now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, when I, when you're talking about personnel groupings, that goes back to trusting your people. I mean, that's a, I think that's a deferral to Jack Del Rio, maybe to whoever the defensive back coach is now. Um to, to really make that call. But yeah, Landon Collins was atrocious yesterday. And honestly, all season long, when him and McCain have been on the field at the same time, just things have not gone well. Uh, every time you look at every deep ball we've given up, it's been the same two guys, you know, back there playing safety and it's not pretty. Uh, so the Collins decision, I don't, I don't put that specifically on Rivera because he's the head man. Um, but that's a Del Rio thing at, at least. So He's, you know, the luster's come off him a little bit uh, for sure. Uh, he needs to write the ship. But if you're Ron Rivera, I, at this point, uh, going into week, you know, week five, I don't, or week six, I guess, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make changes just yet. We want to yeah. see, we want to trust our guys and what they're doing, see if they can, if they can write the ship on their own. For sure. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I'm not agreeing because, you know, we play Kansas City and I don't know who Dallas plays, but Dallas could potentially be up three games six weeks into the season in the division. That's not. Okay. What change are you going to make defensively to beat Kansas city? What can, what, what move can you make to, it, well, to, but... to beat Kansas? You're not going to, Kansas city is going to hang a 40 burger on us this weekend. <laughs> so I, this is not the weekend to, you know, you know, wholesale changes are not going to fix anything against Kansas city. They coming off a whooping uh, last night. They're going to be mad. They're going to be refocused. Our defense is atrocious and we're not going to beat them no matter what we do next week. Uh, Maybe That's just we, my two cents. Maybe if we 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 bench Landon Collins, Kansas City will be so upset because they had their hopes up of <laughs> throwing like Could eight be. touchdowns that they'll uh, you know they'll screw up the game. But uh, yeah, they no, might only get seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I, I hear where you're going. Like you know, the odds of the Kansas City game are not where you want them to be. I think there's some positives though with how Kansas City played yesterday versus Buffalo versus what we were able to do against Buffalo. I'm not completely lost on that yet, but we'll get to that later. Anyway, Eric, since you're uh, on fire already, go ahead and give me your hot takes about the game yesterday. Uh, Taylor Haneke stunk it up yesterday. Uh, you know, I my guy, Taylor's my other guy on the offense. I do love Taylor Haneke. My real guy is Terry McLaurin, and, and Taylor did not do him any favors yesterday. He was late and hesitant on so many throws, and when he was on time, he was behind him. Uh, so it looks like it looked like Lattimore really dominated McLaurin, um, but there were a lot of opportunities that just the quarterback couldn't make the play. Uh, so Heineke definitely stunk it up. Also, uh, on a positive note, I thought the defensive line was actually OK yesterday. Everything else on the defense was terrible, but the front four, they were getting they were getting pressure consistently through most of the day. They were getting stops in the run game. We had a Deron Payne sighting. So good job to the defensive line for the most part. They could have been better, but they were much better than they've been. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, Mr. Who, what are your hot takes? So my hot takes, uh, you, you may be surprised at this. Scott Turner didn't do an awful job at uh, calling the game. Uh, I've been wanting, wanting the, the entire team run the football, control the ball, control the game. Uh, and he actually called some more runs. We controlled time possession. We were able to put together long drives. But we got down into the red zone and we just stunk it up. We did not convert. We let 
Saints hang around, hang around till they were able to uh, to catch up and uh, surpass us. But uh, that is kind of the formula. If we if we want to do anything next week against uh, the Chiefs, we've got to control the ball, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines, and we we got some of that uh, this week. There were still problems with Turner's offense, but he did a lot better. He did a lot better. I I, I can't fully bash him. Well, I mean that's that's a an interesting take. Uh, you know he wasn't at fault for Heineke throwing so poorly yesterday. So I can, I can see where you're going with that. I would say this though, Heineke's arm limitations. What do they say in the NFL draft process? Arm talent, his arm talent limitations were on full display yesterday. Oh like yeah. It was obvious. Absolutely. That he doesn't have an he NFL was, arm. He was lobbing him up there pretty good yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah. He was very bad. And you saw the def. I mean, the saints really are the first, in my mind, like, well, outside of Buffalo, which he also stunk it up against the first like disciplined defense that was very patient. Um, and he really struggled with that. Um, even though he was able to get outside the pocket and get a couple of runs, um, he was not, they were very competent in their secondary yesterday and they weren't, there weren't guys running open that he could find if he scrambled around long enough. Yeah. And, and they took away the short to make him throw deep because they knew what would happen if he did. And man, did they gamble correctly on that? Uh, the saints dropped another two picks out there. I mean, it could have gotten really ugly. And at one point during the game yesterday, I felt like they should have taken uh, Taylor out towards the end of the game. I mean, he was taking some wicked shots at the end of the game. He was, trying yeah. to extend yeah. plays. And I just felt like that he, you could also tell he had lost his confidence somewhere like in the middle of the third quarter, especially after, I don't remember what quarter it was, but when he threw that interception in the end zone, um, coming out of the end zone, excuse me. Uh, it was like to the 20 yard line or something like that. I don't, whenever that play was, you could see like his confidence just like leaking out. And I was like, this is not good. So for his sake, I thought uh, maybe they could have put him out, but I get, I get the, the fact that you can't because then you start creating a controversy that a player like him doesn't really need. So I get it. I just, I don't want to see the kid get hurt trying to be tough at the end of the game. Um, all right. My hot takes. This is the first time I've ever seen Tressway outplayed and outpunted. But that kid from New Orleans was that was unbelievable. Yeah, wow. And look, I love Carter. Carter didn't help out the situation, like not fielding any of those punts. But that dude, when he hit that one that went out at the like curved out at the one yard line exactly, I was like, dude, this guy was on the street. Like they just got this guy a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, he was really, yeah, he was really good, really impressive yesterday. And Carter, you can't really fault Carter because you don't like the basic rule of returning punts is you don't feel that if it's inside the 10, like you, you just don't, uh, especially with, with the coverage. Uh, because the other thing that, that wasn't so evident, uh, from that the punter was doing well was he was really hanging it up there and letting his coverage yeah. get down. Um, so there wasn't, you know, you're not, it was very, it was a big risk for Carter to, um, to field it at that point uh, sure. and risk a turnover. But at the same time, it's like he keeps doing it. <laughs> you might as well start. Right. Maybe make right. something happen. Right. Um, my, uh, another hot take I have is listen, Hopkins, <laughs> let him kick or cut him. Like, I don't care if we don't have a kicker the rest of the season, you're not using him. What's the point? Like Rivera has clearly identified limitations with this guy and he's just not going to take chances. Eric, you mentioned it last week when we went for two, when we didn't even need to, cause it didn't make any sense. And he didn't let Hopkins kick. What is happening? Like we had that 53 yard field goal. You got it. Like we just, if we come down to a three point game 
and we have to kick a 48 plus yard field goal, are we just not going to kick the field goal nope. in the last seconds of the game? I mean, wow, we have to do. And, yeah. And then it's funny because for the most part, I mean, Hopkins was kicking well. I mean, not yeah. just that he was making them, that he was actually splitting the uprights. He wasn't hugging the right uh, upright the way he had been. So yeah, hundred percent with you. What are you doing? Right. And right. you saw 56 going forward at fourth and 14 was not, or was it fourth and four? It was a really long yeah, fourth, it was down. fourth and something. Yeah. They had to go because they didn't want to kick with him uh, at 56. Uh, 56 is like the limit of his range regardless though. So I don't know. They got the first down. So whatever they did. And then Taylor threw a pick. Yeah. It's really weird with, uh, with Rivera and Hopkins because Rivera has been defending him all through training camp uh, preseason and uh, these first couple of games to then basically just kind of turn on him and say, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're not going to trust you. So that was a, uh, that was very odd by Rivera to just kind of come to that decision when, you know, there's other things happening with the, uh, with the team where he can kind of, you know, you know what, we probably should make a change here, but uh, it seems like he's, uh, he's souring already on, uh, on Hopkins after he so like vigorously, you know, tried to stick up for him and defend him. Yeah. yeah you can listen to what he says, but it's more important to watch what he does. And he does not trust based on what he's doing. He does not trust us and Hopkins. And I wouldn't either. Yeah. I mean, Hopkins was on the sideline visibly upset yesterday on the bench. I don't know if you guys saw that after he didn't get a chance. to. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw him like just, I, you know, I don't know if he was talking to himself or he was just like expressing his frustration. You can see him on the side. The camera cut right to him. And I was like, Oh boy. Um, all right. So another couple of things that I, I was listening to um, the WFT talk podcast, and they said that there was a blow up on the sideline between John Allen I heard and, that. Yep. Yeah, you heard that John Allen and Del Rio about uh, Jonathan Allen wanting to pressure Jameis because they knew they can get to him, but Del Rio basically uh, nixing that. So we're at a point, it's week five, and we're already getting to a lot of this nastiness that we don't want to get to because we want to have a healthy organization and a healthy season, even if we don't win every game. I don't like where this is going at all. Um Jameis was clearly not afraid <laughs> of our pass rush, or let me rephrase that, not afraid to take sacks because he knew that down the field was going to be wide open, so he was going to risk it all game. I mean, he essentially ignored the flat and anything underneath all day yesterday because he was looking for the big play because it was there. And uh, I'm not going to touch on the Hail Mary because we know how bad and how poor of a just complete disaster that was, but – Winston saw something on film, and I'm sure everybody else saw it too, to the point where he essentially said, let's not even address anything underneath. I'm going over the top, and we're going to just keep doing it. And they got like four of them, so I, I don't blame them. But it was it was a bad, bad showing for a secondary. Um, any final thoughts on the game, guys? Move on. <laughs> I got I got one on, uh, on Scott Turner. I, I praised him a little bit, but I, I do got to knock him for this. You only have one legitimate receiver going into this game, Terry McLaurin. You know, Samuels, Gimpy, you're down two wide receivers in uh, Sims and uh, Dayami and Logan's out. Who's your next best pass catcher? It's J.D. McKissick. He had one catch. Like, put J.D. McKissick in the slot and feed him the football. Like, there should have been no reason for J.D. McKissick, especially when Terry's being covered by Marshawn Lattimore that uh, McKissick doesn't get a bunch of catches or opportunities. Um, I just, I thought that was bad uh, to just kind of leave him uh, untouched like that. That That is weird. I mean, just to not give him opportunities 
it just, yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Let's turn the page. We're going to go to Kansas City. Actually, Kansas City comes here. Eric, tell me what you love about this Kansas City matchup. Um, Washington should be able to put up some points on their defense. They're not super stout defensively. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Washington has cooler uniforms. <laughs> I mean, I think we can probably get 21 to 24 points on their defense. Okay. Okay. Mr. Who, what do you love about the matchup? So I got two things. One is uh, similar uh, to that is that um, their defense isn't very good. And if we can stick with the run, we can control the clock. Uh, it really keep Mahomes off the field. If we let Mahomes be on the field, I mean, they're just going to rack up points and yards uh, on us all day. So uh, I do like that, uh, you know, we do have a running game and we should be able to, to use it. Um, that's one. My, my second one, you guys got to gotta bear with me on this one. This one's a little bit of a reach. Uh, I think that the Chiefs are going to beat us. They're going to beat us bad regardless of, you know, kind of what we do next weekend. But if the Chiefs beat us, uh, beat us bad enough, um, Andy Reid is a mentor to Ron Rivera. I think that beating will kind of stick in Ron's head and it'll kind of make him recognize some of the things, some of the shortcomings of his own team a little bit more. Uh, because it is from somebody he respects and that he's worked under for uh, a long time. So maybe if, uh, the Chiefs beat us down bad enough, Ron finally says, okay, we make some changes. That's a dark way to look at it, but I see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Lessons through pain. I got you, man. Yeah. Um, here's what I like about it. Uh, the Chiefs are banged up. I mean, Edward Hilaire was banged up. Tyreek Hill is banged up. Travis Kelsey is banged up. <laughs> Not sure it matters, but they are. Their their defensive end, Chris Jones, has been banged up. So the, the NFL is all about injuries, man. The healthier team usually has a pretty good shot at winning the game. We may actually come into this, the healthier team, possibly, uh, depending on what goes on with Curtis Samuel. I don't know. Um, and, I, of course, it's another day. I mean, it's another opportunity. And every day you get one of those, you have a chance. So that's what I like about it. Eric, what do you hate about the matchup? Mm, well, just real quick, touching on that, keeping Mahomes off the field. Uh, it's a it's a nice plan in theory, but then you remember that Jameis Winston just hung 35 points on us in like 15 minutes on the field. So what's Mahomes going to do? He's going to throw a touchdown every time he gets the ball in his hand. Uh, I mean, so much to hate about this. I mean, their, their offense, banged up as it may be, is going to absolutely shred our secondary. Uh, there's very little hope of anything good happening um, when our defense is on the field, honestly. Um, I really, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be a bad, as bad as it gets. It's going to be worse than Buffalo. Uh, I honestly believe it. I think, you know, they, the beating that Kansas City took last night is one of those things that, you know, wakes you up, gets a little smelling salt, kind of refocuses you. And then you're coming in and, you know, Washington has just been that get right game for everybody so far this year. Um so, yeah, I just don't see good things happening. Like I said, I think Washington can score a few points, but, I mean, it's going to be bad. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot to hate about this game. Yeah, they're really – Oh, you know, what I, you know what? I'm going to like – this. Is, I don't know if this is great for the podcast, but I do like that I'm not going to – probably not going to be able to see it because I'm traveling this weekend. <laughs> so I won't have to actually – you know, unless it's, on in, unless it's on in Texas, which it might be, uh, I, I may not see it. So that's a good thing. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you video clips everywhere. Five score go. updates. Yeah, <laughs> someone's gonna be blowing up all day. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Who, what do you hate about it? 
Uh, same, just about all of it. Uh, in particular, I mean, a after this past game, Jameis even said after the game that, you know, they, they recognized the matchup they had with Landon Collins and the depth that he was taking and his speed isn't the same speed as their receivers. So it's a known thing now, right? Offenses are looking um, to target our secondary. They, they know it. And Patrick Mahomes is looking at Tyreek and they're both laughing and smiling because they're going to run right by us. Um, I mean, we already let guys run free anyway, let alone try to cover them. So uh, I'm not looking forward to that portion of it at all. Um, they, there's, there's just nothing I, I can see that uh, is, a, is a good or a positive for us uh, on that end. Here's what I hate about this, and I'll keep it brief. I hate that Kansas City is going to put up a lot of points. I mean, you can't argue that because our defense hasn't stopped anyone. And that's going to put Taylor Heineke in a position to try to match. And I don't like that for him because we talked about his arm limitations. You can't beat Kansas City continuously throwing five to 10 yards down the field. So you're going to have to take chances deep. And I think that exposes kind of what he is and what he does. So that really, really makes me nervous for him. Because, look, I've said it before, I'm not a believer in him long-term at this point in time. I just, I, I think we, you know, he's not an elite quarterback, but I don't want to see the wheels completely come off of this situation with him. Because, number one, he does keep the games entertaining. Number two, because he has a good story. I want to see him earn a living for his family. I think he can find a career path in the NFL as a long-term backup. And I don't want to see that derail. That's just maybe me personally for him. But number three, because I don't want the drama of him completely falling apart over this franchise. And we've had so many, so many quarterback issues and stories this year. I don't want any more QB controversies. Um, and I think this matchup is a bad one for him because it's going to force him outside the bounds of his comfort zone due to the amount of points that KC will put up on us. So I don't, I don't like that at all. All right. Let's look at the position groups and um, try not to laugh <laughs> when we compare these guys. All right. So um, we'll do like we did last week. Uh, so quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, the receivers, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. And I'm going to throw Kelsey in there because he's really a receiving threat. In our secondary, we have St. Juice, who played 12% of the snaps last week. What? Uh, we have Fuller, we have William Jackson, we have Collins, we have McCain, and um, they're going against those guys from Kansas City. So, Eric, who are you giving the edge to in the passing game? So close, though. It's really too tough to call here. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, uh, it's not even so much the talent level, which is Kansas City also has, uh, but it's just that nobody knows what anybody else is doing on the in the defensive secondary on our side. So it's not even close. Um Kansas City by a landslide. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mr. Who? Oh, it's uh it's Kansas City. Uh they have speed at every one of those uh wide receivers, tight end Kelsey. I mean, we, we can't cover normal tight ends, let alone uh Kelsey, what he's gonna bring. I mean, uh some of the catches he made last night and the um ability to literally just get up the field in an instant. I mean, he's special. Um, no, it's Kansas City. They got it. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I just thought of this as you said that. I don't even think Jameis threw to the tight end <laughs> for New Orleans. Like, Does New Orleans they, have a tight end? They, they beat us without a tight end. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, they I didn't have any wide receivers either. They were all fourth string guys. It's crazy. Yep. I don't, no comment. You guys got it, man. I don't need to belabor that point. All right. So uh, in the running game, they have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who might may or may not play uh, Darrell Williams and Jarek McKinnon. Our linebackers, I'm only going to name two that actually see the field sometimes. It's Cole Holcomb, who played most of the game by himself at linebacker. And we have Jamin Davis, who plays 13% of the snaps. Uh, Landon Collins does slide down and play in the linebacker. I think I saw he was down there about 40% of the game in that position um, versus their run game with the three guys, Edward Tillera, Darrell Williams, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Eric, who are you giving the edge to with that? Got to be Kansas City. Uh, Holcomb is actually pretty good. I think he was like fifth in the NFL in total tackles. Um, he has some limitations in the passing game still, but against the run, he's been pretty stout, but he's literally all they have. Like you said it yourself, he was the only one on the field most of the game. Yeah. Jamin Davis right now is, is just his head swimming. He's lost. Um, and I think he may, they may have pulled him out, kept him off the field some yesterday for their own benefit and for his really to keep him from just losing confidence because he really has no idea what's going on in the field, just based on going back and watching some of the games. He's just lost. Uh, so Kansas City, once again by a landslide, because it's four against one. Yeah. Mr. Who? Same. I mean, you, you look at our defense, and uh, yesterday they refused to play any of the linebackers, whether it was Jamin or, you know, Ron said it uh, during the week, we're going to see Kalike Hudson. We didn't see him. Uh, we saw Cole Holcomb out there doing everything by himself uh, from the linebacker position. Uh, so just from that standpoint, I think that just makes the game easier for Kansas City to scheme. Uh, and they, they already have speed at the running back position. So Kansas City. All right. I'm going to buck the trend here. And I'm going to take Cole Holcomb. And I think this is a game. And hear me out that Jamin Davis can really make an impact. His speed at the linebacker position is going to be really necessary. One thing coming out of the draft that everybody loved was that Jamin Davis's speed is going to help covering tight ends. Well, brother, here you go. You will have no better opportunity to prove your worth than this week, and I think he does it. I'm going to take our linebackers against their run game just for the added benefit that I think Jamin Davis is going to cover Travis Kelsey as well as anybody has this year. Why am I well, saying bless that? Bless your heart. Yes. I don't know why I'm saying that. I just want to feel good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the trenches, though, because this is where it might get interesting. Left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr. for the Chiefs. Joe Thune for left guard. Creed Humphrey, center. Trey Smith, right guard. Lu Lucas Niang for right tackle. We got Allen. We got Sweat. We got Chase Young. We got Payne, we got Ioannidis, we got Settle. Eric, who are you going with in the trenches? Kind of give it to Kansas City. Although Thune, I think, broke his hand, so he may not play. I don't know. He played the whole game with a broken hand so uh, last night. But um, the defensive line was better last week. Kansas City's offensive line is better than New Orleans, I think. So I'm, I have not seen enough from our defensive line to give them the benefit of the doubt yet. So I'm going with Kansas City. Mr. Who, you agree? Based on the slight uh, uptick in performance from our defensive line, I'm going with them uh, largely because if you saw that uh, game last night with Kansas City, it seemed like every time Mahomes dropped back, 
he was looking to get outside the pocket and kind of run around and, you know, kind of wait for that uh, big play. Like nothing they did was within the timing or rhythm of the offense, you know, three-step drop balls out, like everything looked like he was, you know, kind of looking for that home run ball each time. So maybe him scrambling around gets us that uh, additional second. One of our guys, Chase, Montez, Jonathan Allen can get home. So I'm going with uh, our guys. Under normal circumstances, I would go with us for this matchup. But I think our pass rush has been really undisciplined this year. And I think we're going to get too far upfield like we do a lot of the time on these edge rushes. And I think Mahomes is the type of quarterback that can really take advantage of of you for doing that, Um, sliding up in the pocket, right, and looking for his receivers down the field. So I'm going to go with Kansas City, even though I don't necessarily believe that their O-line is better than our D-line, I just think this matchup and our flaws as of late are going to benefit them more than the talent factor or edge that we have over them would benefit us. So I'm going to go Kansas City. All right, we're going to flip the script. We're going to look at their defense versus our offense. Okay, we have Heineke. We have Terry McLaurin. We hope we have Curtis Samuel. We don't know. He re-aggravated his groin. I don't know how bad. Uh, we have DeAndre Carter and, uh, man, uh, Adam Humphrey. Adam Humphrey. <laughs> he did pretty well yesterday, actually. <laughs> yeah, he, he was our leading receiver yesterday. And then in their secondary, they, of course, have Travaris Ward. He actually did not play. I don't know if he'll play this week. If not, his backup is Mike Hughes. They have Tyron Matthew. Did everyone say that right? How do you say that? I always get his name wrong. Matthew. I think it's like Matthew. Matthew. Okay. I'm going with Tyron Matthew. Not Matthew, but Matthew. Matthew. Okay. We're going with that. Daniel Sorensen and Legarius Sneed. By the way, Daniel Sorensen was a guy when Eric and I were doing this podcast early last year or early this year. I said might make sense in free agency. They didn't get him. Maybe they should have. But uh who do you give the edge to in the passing game um with Taylor Heineke behind center, Eric? I'll go ahead and give it to Washington. Um, I think Heineke can actually rebound this week. I think I don't think he can, he'll play as bad as he did uh, against the um, Saints. Against the Saints, yeah. I think, yeah he he hasn't had two bad games in a row yet, so we'll see. Let's hope that streak continues. Kansas City's defensive line um, seems to be a little undisciplined as well, so he might be able to burn them once or twice. Uh, he's got to fix his timing. He's got to get the ball out quicker. Uh, and that's hard to do. That's one of the things like when you're a, a quarterback who likes to play off schedule, you know, especially if you've got less, uh, you know, the, the weaker arm quarterback like a Heineke, because timing is so important to get those throws right. So uh, he's got to figure that out. But I think, yeah, he can make some plays. He can make some plays. So I'm going to go with uh, Washington's passing game against Kansas City's pass defense. Right on. Mr. Who, you agree? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, with Terry, I don't really see anybody necessarily uh, unless they double him right from the start that uh, can match up with Terry. Uh, I think, yeah, Taylor, uh, we haven't seen, uh, you know, two bad games from him. Uh, he looks like the the type of guy, again, who after a bad game, he's going to come out focused, determined not to have that again. Um, we got to find some way to, to get McKissick the ball, though. Um, and I, I, I definitely don't think there's any linebacker that they have that can stay with uh, McKissick. So if we can get him a couple of passes, McKissick can uh, take a check down and turn it into a first down really quick. I mean, he's really good at doing that. So uh, us. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
I I think again under normal circumstances I'm going with you guys, but just because of the fact our defense can't stop anybody, like I said before, I think Taylor's going to have to throw uh, some in some situations are out of his element. So I'm going to go with Kansas City having the advantage, and then switching to the run game. We have Gibson sometimes. We have McKissick hardly ever, and we also have Patterson who actually got a couple carries. Uh, in all seriousness, Gibson, McKissick, Patterson versus. Their linebackers, they have Nick Bolton, Anthony Hitchens, Willie Gay. Uh, Eric, who has the edge in the run game? I'll give it to Washington. Why not? Um, Washington's line's a little banged up, which could cause some trouble. Uh, but so is Kansas City's defense. So I guess that's that evens its way out. Um, Gibson seems to be able to generate yards when there's not any there. He likes to bounce it outside a lot. And again, their line isn't necessarily the most disciplined. So he should be able to get his. Uh, if they remember that they have McKissick and get him the ball in space a few times, he can do a little bit of damage as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll go, I'll go ahead and go with Washington there. All right. Mr. Uh, I think it's our offensive line. I don't even think uh, it's close. I think we can run the football on just about anybody. I mean, we've had success in spots. We didn't get uh, necessarily, um, you know, the individual yardage with Gibson, but as a team, we were over like 130 yards rushing. Like uh, our guys are really good, uh, really physical at the point of attack uh, running the football. Still not that great in pass protection, but running the football, I take our guys any day. Okay. And I think, Here's where I think the running game is going to get off track. I think Kansas City can put up points quickly. And if they get up by two scores, Scott Turner's not even going to look at his play sheet for the run game, right? We're just going to be throwing the ball. So I expect that to happen. Um, and I think that's going to take us out of running the football early. And I don't know that we'll be able to get back to it. So I'm going to go with Kansas City's linebackers. And uh, Mr. Drew, I think you already said in the trenches you're taking Kansas City, or you're taking us in the trenches. Um, Eric, do you agree with our offensive line versus third D lineman? Let me give them to you real quick. Chris Jones, who may or may not play, Alex Okafor, Jaron Reed, and Derek Nundy, Frank Clark. That's their D line. Are you taking them or are you taking our O line? Yeah, they do have some talent, like individual talent on the D line. I think Washington in the run game probably has the advantage. Uh, and in the passing game, Heineke's escapability kind of helps him out uh, quite a bit. So I will take Washington's offensive line, but it's actually close because, you know, with Sheriff out, uh, possibly the Cosme kids out, um, depending on how that goes, uh, Charles Leno is still there and he's not very good in the passing game. Um, but I'll give a slight edge to Washington's offensive line. I think uh, Chris Jones and Frank Clark, if they're both healthy and they both play, I'm concerned because Heineke is starting to develop a habit of leaving the pocket early again, or at least he started to yesterday. We talked about that in the preseason, and I saw it again, I think, for the first time really yesterday was him just abandoning the pocket to boot. Um, and I think Chris Jones is a very high-level player when healthy. Frank Clark is also known for getting after the quarterback. I'm going to give the trenches war to us with the caveat that if both DMs are healthy, this could go very differently. All right, let's take a look at special teams. I'll give you the whole special teams. They have Harrison Butker as their kicker. Tommy Townsend's their punter. McCole Hardman's their punt returner. Brian Pringle is their kick returner. And on our side, we have Carter as our return man. We have uh, Hopkins kicking sometimes. And we also have Tressway as the punter. Eric, special teams edge goes to who? Washington, Troy Apke. <laughs> <clears throat> as per usual, <laughs> two tackles on the season. Uh, and just nothing but greatness ahead of him. 
Nothing but greatness. All right. Nothing Mr. but greatness. Nothing but greatness. Mr. Who, who's your edge of special teams? Oh, I, how can I not say Troy Apke? I mean, uh, we, he, he's our guy. We got to keep uh, we got to keep going with him until uh, he gets us something. So Troy Apke, us. I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City. I think their place kicker is a pretty solid kicker. Their return man, McCole Hardman, is deadly when you get it to him. He's just so fast. And uh, Brian Pringle's also been okay. I, it's not that I don't like our special teams. It's just that when we have a kicker that we don't want to use, I can't give us the edge. And as much as I like Troy Apke, <laughs> you know. Really think I, they just need to pull the trigger and make Apke the kicker <laughs> and the long snapper. At the same time, it would make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, all right. He's got four three speed. He can get back there. <laughs> yes, he could. Who's that Mr. Perfect? The wrestler that <laughs> threw the football to himself. Exactly. <laughs> hey, um, all right. So it looks like, uh, you know, on paper, that looks closer than what it should be based on the position matchups. But Eric, how do you think this game plays out? Ooh, how does a dog treat a fire hydrant? Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is going to be bad. It's It's just this defense is not going to stop Kansas city's offense. Mahomes is probably going to have five or six touchdown passes. I'm going to go 45, 24. Dang. I Kansas like city. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. I just don't see it going well for Washington. Okay. Okay. I can understand that. Mr. Who, how do you think this shapes up? Uh, I think we keep it close for one quarter and Kansas city then just pulls away from us. Um, I just, there's too much speed on their side of the football on their offensive side uh, that we don't really have a lot to answer with it on our defense. And I think that's, that's going to be where it's decided is their offense versus our defense. Uh, I, I really think it's going to be 42, 22. Uh, we get some points late in the game, but uh, they're going to run away with it. All right. So you two negative Nellies. All right. Step aside. Here's what I think is going to happen. We are real Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I don't think this is going to be as bad as you guys think. I really don't. I mean, Kansas City has not looked fabulous like they normally do it all this year. Uh, so here's what I'm going to say. I think this is going to be going into the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be 33 to 30. And I think we'll have a chance to take the game. Now, whether we do or not depends on which version of Taylor Heineke shows up and what's going on with Hopkins. So I'm not going to predict the outcome. I'm just going to say that that's going to be the scenario. We're going to have a drive with a chance to win this game. And it's going to depend on people that last game did not show up for us. So that's what I think. Um, do I believe that in my heart and soul? <laughs> totally. I, I totally. Yes. Right now. Um, honestly, it's, it's, it, it has a chance to be a terrible game. I mean, let's be real about it, but it's the NFL any given Sunday, man. You know, that's not just for Willie Beeman. That can really happen in real life. So I think we have a shot. So I'm going to say 33-30, Kansas City's up in the fourth quarter, and we got to see what happens from there. Uh, Mr. Who, any any final thoughts on this game coming up? Yeah, uh, I want to get your guys' final thoughts on this matchup here uh, that we didn't do. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, offensive geniuses, play callers, schemers, versus the defensive masterminds of Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. What? Who? Who's got the edge in? Uh, in the coaching edge. 
Yeah, who's got that edge there? Because to me, I think that's a uh, that's a big thing, right? The Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, they're all these formations, motions, uh, schemes that they have. They, they run so many different plays, and then our off our defense, right? Like same formations, you know, not a lot of blitzing. Like, you know, what uh, what do you guys think about that? And both coaches, Rivera and Reed, have made just mind-numbingly stupid clock management decisions over the course of their careers as well. Okay. So um, X's and O's wise, I, I would give a slight edge to – actually, I won't even be a slight. It would be an edge to Andy Reed. I think X's and O's, he's got it. Motivational, uh, Ron's kind of that guy. The enemy versus Del Rio, I mean – Week one, I would have said Del Rio, but, uh, you know, the defenses look terrible this year. So I give the coaching edge to Kansas City as well. Here's the thing. We've been out coached in all but one or two games this year. I don't – I can't give the edge to our guys because we just haven't shown up. Like, all the all the preparation hasn't been there. And when you have a guy like Landon Collins say that you guys weren't prepared for a Hail Mary at the end of a half, I'm not <laughs> – I'm sorry. Like, I'm so glad you're defending against the field goal, but maybe consider the touchdown too at some point. I can't, I cannot give the, the advantage to our coaches. Can't do it. All right. Um, here's something I forgot to mention, and I heard this today as well. William Jackson is the most penalized corner in the league going against the receivers for Kansas City. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like... Luckily, I think they'll be too fast for him to get a, get a hand on. So that shouldn't be a problem this week. <laughs> no, he'll just run right by him. He'll be, yeah, before he's even turned around, Tyreek will be past him. So I wouldn't worry about penalties this week. No concerns. Okay, Eric, what are your final thoughts on the game? Oh, start drinking early and keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. My thoughts are this if you're looking for a reason to continue believing in Taylor Heineke, don't rely on this week being that justification. If you're looking for a reason to prove that he's not the guy, don't look at this week to be that justification. This this week has a chance to be one of those games that you just don't really learn a lot from other than you just need to get better. So put all that to the side for this week. Root for the team. Let's hope they all do as well as possible and uh, be behind the guys because we're going to a tough stretch here. And it's going to start to get a little colder outside. So running the footballs will become a little bit more important. And um, let's see what we can do every week. Like I said, any given Sunday. So go Washington football team. And look, if you made it this far, you're not subscribed. What are you waiting for? Go get subscribed. And once again, we appreciate all the new folks that have subscribed. And uh, we'll be back next week, fellas. Have a good one.